Welcome, Wildcat fans, to Weber State Weekly. I'm your host, a man who still gets nostalgic for crisp afternoons, college football, and Craig T. Nelson every time he hears the coach theme song, Colby Peterson. On the pod today, we have a man who once spilled the dough for 100 loaves of pumpkin spice bread at four in the morning, Dustin Chapman. Oh, Grismill. That was uh, that was a bad night making bread and spilled the entire the entire recipe on the floor and had to call my boss at four in the morning to come help me clean up. I was going to guess the Wonder Factory. Uh, next, a man who knows the turning of the leaves can only mean one thing. Heartbreak season. AC. The Dodgers and the Dallas Cowboys every single year. Fall sucks. Tough break for the Cowboys last week. And a man who knows the one good thing about COVID is getting to avoid going to the pumpkin patch on the weekends during football. We have John King. God created fall for one reason and one reason only watching football on your couch with multiple screens each Saturday and Sunday. And one quick thing, I told my dad I would do this and give him a shout out. Um, But my dad's alma mater, the SMU Mustangs, in a stunning turn of events, are the highest ranked team in Texas this college football season. Nice. On today's show, uh, we have another great player interview this week. We're going to be talking to junior wide receiver Devin Cooley, highly recruited out of high school and chose Weber State. So we're going to talk to him about that and about what to expect this season with a new quarterback and uh, and a great core of receivers out there on the field. We'll also be doing uh, our version of Mount Rushmore. We're calling it Mount Weber State more. We're going to be asking our panel to give us their top four Weber State athletes or coaches all time. They're going to be giving us, and then we're going to see if we can come up with uh, maybe a consensus Mount Weber State more. And finally, we're going to be playing a little game at the end of the show called Waldo's Magic 8-Ball. Our panel is going to give us a prediction for the future, and we're going to run that through Waldo's Magic 8-Ball and see what the future might hold. But first, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show, whether that's through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and uh, follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Twitter's the most active place to follow us and a great place for college sports in general. And if you haven't already, please feel free to rate the podcast uh more ratings means higher ranking on podcast apps and that helps us find our way into more wildcat fans feeds so please feel free to review the podcast and tell your friends love to grow the following and get in the ears of more wildcats everywhere now we have a great opportunity uh wildcat fans we have on the show tonight Devin Cooley, junior wide receiver at Weber State. This will be his third season in a Wildcat uniform. Uh, welcome to Weber State Weekly, Devin Cooley. Thank you. It's great being here. And we really appreciate you coming on to chat. Um, we t- talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but when we first began the podcast, one of the reasons that we did so was to interview more players, get to know them. And very up high up on our list was, of course, Devin Cooley and what brought him to Weber State. So, Devin, I wanted to start the interview off with that question exactly. Uh, highly recruited out of high school. Um, t- talk to us a little bit about your journey coming to Ogden and Weber State. Um, the journey was pretty great. You know, I was listed number five in California as a wide receiver. And, you know, a lot of things happened to where, in my opinion, Weber State was the best choice I ever had. I chose Weber State because I knew Coach Hill would be great in develop- developing me as a man as well as a football player. And Dev, a lot of us, we we know you had a lot of offers from a lot of big schools, and we're super happy that you came to Weber State, and you've been awesome for us for the last two years. I mean, last year you led the team in reception yards, receptions, touchdowns, and we're excited to see what you can do next year. So next year you're going to have a new quarterback. 
You're going to have a new offensive coordinator. What do you think? How do you think that that's going to impact your game? And how, how do you think that you can improve off of what you did last year? I believe what I want to improve in off of what I did last year was create more yak, as in yards after catch. I want to be better at that. But with the, you know, what you name with the um, new QBs that came in, it's a big, you know, it's a lot of people in our QB room right now that's competing for a spot. And then, you know, our new um, offensive coordinator, Coach Hamry, you know, he's making it way more explosive, not just for me, but before, like with all the receivers, which means that if a team want to double team me, then I was going to open it up for Rashid and T-Mac and, uh, and David Ames and et cetera. And this is just going to make our team way more explosive this year. And it, I can't wait until we actually play other teams this year. Yeah, I think a lot of Wildcat fans felt that way last season that, you know, there was this great wide receiving core out there and they were just kind of waiting for whether it was the offensive coordinator, Dave Schramm, or, uh, you know, just, just a, a, a play to be called and an opportunity given to this wide receiving core to just make that big explosive play. We all knew that you all had the talent, just needed the opportunity. And so really looking forward to the spring and to see what you all bring to the football field. Devin, I wanted to ask you, um, as we prepare for that spring season, um, this year has been obviously very weird with COVID-19. We should be playing football. We should have had homecoming weekend last weekend. Um, but talk to us a little bit about what training camp and just working out and all of the normal football things you're trying to do. What's it like this year? Talk to us about your experience. For my experience during quarantine, we have really been getting better every single day, whether we can practice to whether we're only lifting or conditioning. Coach Hill is really harping on us staying prepared for whatever comes up next so that whenever we do get to actually play, we will all be conditioned and ready to, you know, ready to go to war with against any other team who wants to go against us. Speaking of that, what are they telling you guys about about spring? Have you guys heard anything yet about what's what's going on with that and when when play might start and against who and things like that? So recently we've been in uh, practice mode. We've been practicing with pads and, you know, they're, they're just letting us know that anything could happen at any day. You know, we've seen the Pac-12 suddenly they're about to start um, football and you never know with the big sky what can happen. So really he's, he's just saying play it by ear and make sure you're ready by the time your time comes. And Devin, I kind of wanted to touch on the quarantine and COVID again how difficult has it been for you to stay in shape when you haven't had the same kind of access to the gym that you have had in the past? And what, what are you doing to stay in shape? What I'm doing personally to stay in shape is I'm running up, I'm going to parks and running up hills or something. I'm doing, I'm trying to stay active so that I don't go into a slump mode. I don't want to go into a slump mode because I know that Whenever I hop on the field, it's time to go 100%. So I'm trying to keep myself active and doing whatever I need to do. If, if I have to stay in my living room and do burpees, you know, or if I have to go up, go like run, run the street somewhere, run the cul-de-sac, you know, that's, I'm trying to make sure I stay in shape for all that. That's coming up. Ogden's a great place to, uh, to stay in shape with, <laughs> with the mountains and the trails and things like that. What, What's been your your favorite thing about uh, Weber State and about being in in Ogden, Utah? It's definitely a different place than uh, than Los Angeles. My my most favorite thing is that Coach Hill he harps on a family setting. So my best thing about being here at Weber State is that we all treat each other like an actual family. 
I don't believe that there's any hatred in our team, that there's any, like there is, everything is all love. We fight to get each other better and not to fight each other to bring each other down at all. And being in Ogden, it's pretty great because I compared to LA, they don't have as much mountains out there that you can just see. And then when you look up into the sky late at night, you can see all the stars and the moon actually shining down on you. Compared to the lights in LA, it's kind of hard to see. It's kind of hard to actually notice the sky. Coming out here, I looked at the sky way more and it's, it's really beautiful in my opinion. Uh, Devin, you mentioned a little bit earlier that you know the quarterback room is a little bit crowded at the quarterback position on the roster this year. I've got, I think, five quarterbacks on the roster. And so uh, I did want to ask, though, one of the one of the biggest splashes that Weber State made in the offseason or uh, one of the biggest transfers that we had was Randall Johnson from Middle Tennessee State. And I wanted to ask, um, what has been the connection with Randall coming in from the FBS level with the receiving core? The connection with Randall's been great. You know, it's been great with uh, with everybody that we've been working out with. And with Randall, he's shown, he's, he's came here, he's shown leadership, and, you know, he's showing his ability to be able to throw the ball and run the ball. So, I mean, what I see in the future is going to be, I see a lot of touchdowns happening with everybody. With his ability to run and pass, that seems like it opens it up for everybody, for Josh Davis, for the entire wide receiver. I mean, there's, there's weapons everywhere. <laughs> Exactly. And I don't see a limit to how far we can go. And that actually brings me to my next question, Devin. Earlier this week, you tweeted something out that I absolutely loved. You tweeted out saying that Weber State's going to have the best wide receiver core. And you said y'all are going to prove it. So tell me a little bit about these receivers. Tell me a little bit about what they each bring to the table, yourself included. So starting off with Rashid Shahid, you know, everybody knows Rashid Shahid. The fastest receiver in our group. He has practically, in my opinion, the best agility. He's fast and he's able to create more plays, be more explosive. And then we have T Mac. We have T Mac, who's also great. His route running is great, in my opinion. He and he continues to push everybody. He's, in my opinion, T Mac is like one of the. He's like a leader. He's a leader on the team. He brings intensity every time we play. David Ames, great hands, great route running, and then we also have young players that's that's coming up this year. You know, it's not just going to be the top four that you know that we've been seeing, but we also have young players who's competing to um to fight for our spot. You know, so in the group is. It's all love, but we're competing. We're competing with each other, and we're getting everybody better. You know, anybody asks a question, all of us are willing to answer the question with all love. And with me, you know, I, I feel like I just need to get better with Yak, but I feel like I could get open just like T Mag. I feel like me and T Mag it has like a like the same type of role for, in a way. Just just hearing you reel off that receiving court is of course that's something else. <laughs> that is that is a that is a talented group. That is a a wealth of talent for any FCS team to have. Yes, sir. Take note, Eastern Washington. Devin, I, I wanted to ask a little bit. You talked about um getting better every day and about how you, you mentioned earlier, like you want to go to war with any team that wants to play. And uh, so I wanted to ask a little bit about that. We've had conversations on the podcast about who some of the conference rivals are. And so for you as a player now who has played two seasons in a Wildcat uniform, when you get ready, what are, when you look at the schedule, what are some of the schools that you get up for the most? Um, honestly, me as a player, it's hard to say which teams because at the end of the day, I have to go against their best, either their best DB or, you know, whatever receive, whatever DB crew that they have, I have to go against them and win. And that's the that's my thing about, honestly, it's anybody on the schedule. I, like, I love seeing the schedule and just seeing 
seeing all the teams because I feel like me and my crew would be super explosive against everybody. And I, I don't see like a, oh, this team is higher than this one. You know, some teams are better than others. Don't get me wrong. Hmm. But I have to come in with the same intensity every game. Definitely, Devin. Man. One of the uh, one of the other big acquisitions this offseason was a new uh, new offensive coordinator, so a new system. I know that you guys have had you know limited practice opportunities so far this year due to COVID. But what are some of the things that Wildcat fans can expect to see with the new offense uh, this year? With the new offense, we can expect really, like I said, sky is the limit. It's hard to expect anything because you know we have. Josh Davis, Kevin Smith, Chris Jackson, Daniel Wright in the running back group, plus more. We have Coach Q coaching the running back group. Then we have Coach Rasul coaching the wide receivers group. And they already named the whole crew for them. And then our line is, you know, our line has always been really good. So plus that, you know, it's, it's really sky's the limit. It's hard to it's hard to put like a, a limitation on how, what we can do. But I could say I hope Weber State fans will expect us to be super explosive, way more explosive than the past two years. I expect us to be one of the top offices in the in the whole conference. I love great hearing words. that. That's yeah, great. that's great news. Great words to hear, especially where you know the offense has just been. There's been so much potential there, and we've wanted to see more points scored. You know, there were definitely some close games that could have been won, just a few more points. And so excited to see the explosiveness of the offense really launched this season. Devin, last question for you from me. I wanted to ask, you know, they, they asked a little bit earlier about when the season might start, all of those kinds of things. For you all, the season's going to be a little bit backwards than it normally is. Normally, the season starts off warm and gets progressively colder. Once we get to the playoffs, it gets pretty cold. It's going to be the opposite this year. How do you all prepare for that, where it's not not the normal course of events or course of season. How we prepare for that is we just we all keep each other up. You know, there, it's not even it's not only coach or the coaches telling us that we have to be prepared. It's also the players and the whole culture with the players that we're expecting to do great things this year. You know, we're already expecting them. I mean, we just take it day by day, honestly, and just you know, like I said, just keep getting better. And whenever we all have like bad practices or anything, we hold each other accountable for that, you know? So Devin, football clearly is the most important thing in your life right now, but talk to me about about, about after college. What, what are you majoring in? What are the plans going forward for you? My plans going forward for me is to hopefully get into something with communications. To where, because I feel like, or like I can talk to people about sports. So I want to, hopefully, I can stay in the sports range and also talk about sports. That's that's what I hope to happen. So currently majoring in communications right now. Yes, sir. Are you doing more like the uh, like the broadcast side, like doing news? You doing like the digital side? What's uh, what's your emphasis in there? My emphasis right now is doing the digital news news uh, side of the whole communications. Nice. So our producer, Dan Martinez, proud alumnus of that program. You're in good hands, Devin. Good, good folks over there. Yes, sir. Thank you. Devin, we wanted to thank you so much for coming on Weber State Weekly this week to talk a little bit about you, what the Wildcat fans can expect uh, in the spring when the season gets going again. Looking forward to seeing you in action at Stewart Stadium and beyond. So thanks again for coming on Weber State Weekly. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. And I appreciate you guys for this opportunity. Thanks again to Devin Cooley for coming on Weber State Weekly to chat a little bit about what we can expect in the spring season. Now we're going to be talking about all-time greats. We're going to be talking Mount Weber State more. 
we're going to be talking to our panel about who they think the top four athletes or coaches in Weber State history are, whose face belongs on Mount Weber State more. We're going to start this off by getting each of our panel's personal Mount Weber State more. Who wants to give us their first take? I can't. I'll go I got first. you. Okay. Take it over, John. Sorry. Um, all right. So obviously I think this is going to be on everybody's list um, because it's the easiest answer. It's the most, you know, it's, it's, it's really the, when you start with one of these lists, you name this person first and it's Damian Lillard. I mean, you know, he is an all NBA performer, um, obviously had a very successful career at Weber state. Um, he's going to be in the basketball hall of fame eventually, whenever he decides to hang up his, you know, hang up his shoes one day. And so when people think Weber state, the first thing that comes to mind is Dame time. So Damian Lillard, obviously number one on the list. Uh, number two on the list, I'm going to stick in the basketball realm uh, just because Weber State historically has been known for being a basketball school. And I'm going to go with the all-time score in the history of the program, Jared Carding. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of great uh, basketball players on that list. Obviously, Damian Lillard, Harold Arsenault, Joe Ballenboy, Jeremy Singlin. A lot of great basketball players, but there's only one who is the all-time leading scorer, and that's Jared Harding. And, you know, anytime you have a Mount Rushmore for any sort of, you know, no matter what school you're talking about across the country, whoever has the all time points total in basketball is always going to be a strong candidate for that list. Um, third, we're going to switch things up and we're going to move to the football realm here. And I'm going to say Taron Johnson. I think that that might be a little bit of an unorthodox pick for what everybody um, else is probably going to pick. But you have to think he obviously was a multiple first, uh, a multiple time first team All American in college, um, Defensive Player of the Year in the Big Sky Conference, uh, fourth round draft pick, has got his NFL career off to an amazing start. He's always rated very highly and very favorably, favorably by Pro Football Focus, and he plays on one of the best defenses in the NFL in a super key role. Um, and he's one of our own. So great career, obviously, at Weber State. And, you know, having a great, great start to his NFL career with the Buffalo Bills. And my last pick is um, going to go back to basketball. I'm going to say Willie Sojourner, uh, just mm -hmm. because I feel like you got to tip your cap, you know, tip your cap to an older generation of Wildcat fans. And when you think of who is the first star, first nationwide star from Weber State, I think Willie Sturgeon is the guy. And so, you know, for that reason, he would be the fourth person on my uh, uh, Mount Rushmore list. Mm -hmm. I love the Willie Sojourner pick, man. I always love when we dig back into the archives and get at some of those old, great Weber State basketball teams. All right, who's next on giving us their Weber, Mount Weber State more? I got you. All right, so first off, I'm going to take one that... Um, for me, he was kind of a, he was a no doubter. It was uh, Jamie Martin, fantastic football player, fantastic quarterback. Not only did he succeed at the collegiate level and he succeeded at the highest level of what is now FCS football, winning what is FCS football's Heisman trophy. But he also was in the NFL for like a thousand years. Like he was there for a long time and had a very successful career in the NFL. So that's a man who succeeded at both levels and to me, I mean, probably the best football player the program's ever seen. So Jamie Martin, he is, uh, he's the man. He's right up there. Number two, we're sticking with football, and I'm going to say the legend Jay Hill. 
this man, if the school can ever afford it, deserves a statue outside of Stewart Stadium. He has taken this program to, I mean, levels of success that we haven't ever seen before, getting us to the semifinals. We've got more talent than this program has ever had. Jay Hill, for me, is on my Mount Weber State more. Number three, got to go Dame. Dame is, I mean, he's the man and he's loyal to the soil, right? He's Ogden till he dies. The number zero in part because of Ogden, right? And so, I mean, he's just, he's fantastic. Awesome guy, awesome basketball player. One of the most talented players in the NBA now. So Dame for sure is up there. Number four, I'm, I feel like I'm going a little unorthodox with this, but I don't feel like we talk about my fourth person or their program enough on Weber State Weekly. I'm going Mary Kay Amicone, the head coach for softball. My reasoning, if you look back in 2010 at Weber State softball, does anyone know what our record was? No, no because idea. we were terrible. We were two and 48. Two and 48. And then what did we do? We went out and made one of the best hires in school history, Mary Kay Amicone. We are now four-time defending Big Sky champions, and we're on, we're, I mean, right up there with some of the very best teams in the whole country. I mean, we're winning NCAA tournament games now with her. And so not only has she turned the program around, but she's taken us to a level where we can sustain our success. And I think that she's one of the most underrated people in Weber State Athletics history. Mary Kay Amicone gets number four. I love that fourth pick. That is definitely a good one. And, and the turnaround on that program is phenomenal. And I always love to see the ladies play softball because they are just so good. All right, Chappie, you're up. Your personal Mount Weber State more. Oh man, this is so hard. <laughs> this is this is rough. Let's start with number four. We're gonna go number four, and the number four is Eddie the Thrill Gill. Okay, uh, nineteen ninety nine Weber State beating North Carolina in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, Harold the Show Arsenal gets all the love, um, but it doesn't happen without Eddie the Thrill Gill as well. Uh, Eddie not only was great there. A little bit of an unsung hero, but I mean, he, he was around the NBA for, for, you know, seven, eight years after that. He was late as 2009. He was playing in the NBA, had a good career overseas, uh, bouncing back and forth between the NBA and overseas. He, he did a lot for Weber State Athletics. Uh, the, the show gets all the credit, which he should, but it doesn't happen without, without Eddie there right behind, right by his side. Okay. Uh, number two on that to, to, I'm going to go with Jamie Martin as well. Uh, like AC said, uh, I actually went back. Jamie Martin was recently on, uh, the Weber state athletic department's podcast cattails. And it was, it was a fun listen. I, I remember him. I was a young kid, uh, but I remember him playing and winning the Walter Payton award. I went back at, on YouTube and looked at some of his highlights and, dude could fling it man like he had a gun <laughs> and, and not only that he put it right where it needed to go it, some of those highlights were just incredible to watch and 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 made me wonder what, what would be if we had a guy that could fling it like that right now maybe we do on staff who knows maybe um, we do maybe we maybe do maybe we do uh, but uh but he's fun and, and not only that jamie you know 14 years in the nfl i mean that's that's a long time for anybody to stay in the NFL, whether it's a backup quarterback or not. Um, so he, he's, he's, he's a guy, he's, he's there. Uh, he, he made Weber state football, led him to the second playoff appearance in school history. Um, he's there. Uh, number two, everybody's mentioned him. I think it's probably a shame that none of us have him as number one. And that's Dame. 
Um, everybody loves Dame. <laughs> he is probably the single greatest thing to ever happen to Weber State in any realm. The only reason he is not my number one uh, is is because he just he never won an NCAA tournament game, and I don't put that on him. Uh, I put that on on some other things that were going on around the program at that time. But Dame was spectacular. All of us that got to sit here and watch him play when he was here, we all knew he was good. I don't think we all knew he was this good. <laughs> but we all knew he, we were watching something special. Um, it, it's been amazing to see what he has done, and it's been amazing to see how loyal he is to to Ogden and to Weber State. It, it never stops with him. He is, he is phenomenal. Uh, number one on that list is Harold the Show Arsenal. I, I, for me, the reason I am a Weber State fan was I remember sitting there in a March evening, my senior year of high school, all of my friends hanging out at my house, watching that North Carolina game. My brother-in-law, who had recently married my sister, was there and had never heard of Weber State, just like, you guys are going to get killed. And that night that night made me a Weber State fan for life, you know, watching that game and, and how much fun that was, um, watching watching the show just dominate, absolutely dominate the basketball court. Uh, that was something else. That was something else. And uh, he uh, pre-Dame, that is the, the biggest moment in athletic department history. You know, he was the he was the name and face of the athletic department for many, many, many years. Um, and a, a quick shout out here to, to our guy, Brett Hine. He pointed something out to me. Um, it was interesting. I'm going to get it wrong here, so maybe we need to edit it out. But, you know, Weber State lost to Florida, I believe, in the next round, right? That was correct. And then Florida went on to play Gonzaga, lost to Gonzaga. Um, that was the year that the Zags became the Zags. And had Weber State won, uh, won that game against Florida, which they lost in overtime, who knows what would have happened. Mm, interesting what might have been. So I wanted to ask the group now, so we, we, everybody has kind of their personal Mount Weber State more. Um, but I wondered, is there is there a way to come to a consensus on this? Is there a consensus top four or at least a consensus top two that everyone can agree? Yes, that face belongs on Mount Weber State more. Thoughts, guys? Dame. D- Dame's on there. Dame's right, no on, matter, on there. No, no matter what. Like that, that, if there's one consensus, it's it's Dame. There, there is Dame. there's no way that, that that doesn't happen. What about Jamie Martin? Jamie Martin was a phenomenal player in a, in a Wildcat uniform and had a great NFL career. Do we all agree that he should be on Mount Weber State more? I think that's up to John King. Well, I mean, listen, you know, I was always going to, when when you make these lists, I was always going to kind of lean towards the, um, le- le- I was going to lean towards the basketball program just because there's so many great basketball players that have played at Weber State. The reason I went with Taron Johnson, um, you know, just was because obviously he's had so much success at the NFL um, um at the at, at the NFL level so far and he is a big time contributor on one of the best um on one of the best defenses in the entire league um I I think that Jamie Martin was a really really you know good you know really really good player and obviously played a long time in the NFL but I just think that you know if I was gonna go with like one football player like it's it's Taron Johnson all the way for me Dang. Okay. So it looks like we can't come to a consensus on Jamie Martin. Any other players that maybe we can come to a consensus on? What about, uh, what about Jay Hill? Can we all agree on that one or is it too soon? I don't know that it's too soon. I mean, I I think we're, we're there. I mean, 
as far as great coaches at Weber State go, I mean, Phil Johnson, Dick Mata, they're up there. I mean, those are the great basketball coaches. You don't, Jay Hill is right there. I mean, I, we're, we're watching it and I hope fans appreciate that we're, that we're watching it. We, I always get on this, this soapbox. You, it's always hard to realize that you're in the good old days until they're gone. Like this is the good old days of Weber state football. We're, we're getting close to running out of time here. So I wanted to ask really briefly, just give me a name who gets an honorable mention from you. Someone you left off Mount Weber state more, but feel maybe is next in line. Should somebody get kicked off? Give me your honorable mention, John King. Based on who was left off my uh, Mount Rushmore, Jamie Martin would be my honorable mention. But if I was going to go with someone a little bit more off the beaten path, path, um, Takesha Bug Saltern is probably the greatest softball player in the history of the program um, uh, uh, at Weber State. Um, he, she was a freshman All-American, um, had a, she was always towards the top of the le- leaders in the country and on base percentage and just a really, really solid leadoff hitter. And they don't, you know, you can't, you can't score runs if you don't get on base. So, uh, yes, sir. Um, she, she, she would kind of be my off the beaten path pick. Okay. AC. I honestly thought about putting this person on. But things have soured a bit lately. And so maybe had you asked me this question five years ago, he would be on there. But I would say Randy Ray, the Big Sky Conference all-time leader in wins. He's taken the school to the NCAA tournament a bunch of times. He's won the Big Sky tournament a bunch of times. Um, I, I think that we might have forgotten, we being the Weber State fan base, we might have forgotten in the last few years how great he has been for us. But uh, I would say Randy Ray. Okay, and finally, Chappie, give us your honorable mention. I'm going to go go to the Wayback Machine and say Bruce Collins. Bruce Collins. Got to give a throwback to the old to the old school Weaver State, the the late late 70s, early 80s when the D was constantly sold out and rocking. Guys like that made it. Uh, another off the beaten path honorable mention uh, for a track coach uh, Chick Hislop. Did some great things when he was at Weaver State. Um, I, I just wanted to throw this out here. So my personal Rushmore was Dame, Jamie Martin, Willie Sojourner, Sojourner and Wat Misaka. So Ooh, see, good Kobe, choices. Kobe's going controversy. See, because we don't, we don't, we don't normally claim Mr. Misaka. <laughs> oh, we we claim him. Utah, we should. We absolutely we should. should. He's a two-year guy. He was our guy first. So uh, appreciate you all for coming up with your Mount Weber state more. And now we're going to move on to a game. We're calling Waldo's magic eight ball. What we're going to do here is we're going to ask each panelist to give us a prediction and we're going to shake Waldo's magic eight ball to see if it will come true or what else the magic eight ball might have in store. So with that, I think let's start with Chappie Chappie. What is your prediction for the future when it comes to Weber state sports and let's run it through Waldo's magic eight ball magic eight ball. Are we going to be hanging out in Texas in late spring for the FCS title game? Mm. Chappie's right. bringing the heat. Let's go. Yes. Uh, we're going to shake magic eight ball. And it says, better not tell you now. <laughs> I don't like that answer. <laughs> going to leave us hanging? What? I, I don't like that answer. Magic eight ball is being cheeky right now. All right. Uh, who wants to go next? AC, how about you? Give us a prediction and we'll run it through Ma- Waldo's magic eight ball and see what comes out. Will the men's basketball team finish in the top four in the conference this season? Okay. Magic okay. eight ball messes this up. It's going to get ugly. Please. It, it certainly could get ugly. And I, I think everybody in, as wishing for a Weber State 
at least, uh, you know, let's, let's just, let's just show up here, man. Like let's just compete in the conference tournament. It's been a couple years. Magic eight ball says most likely. I like hey, that. Answer. There we go. I like that answer. Top four. Okay. Got a good group of guys coming on. Can't wait to see them start playing November 25th. John King, your turn. Give us a, give us a take for Waldo's magic eight ball. Okay. So we've talked about this program a lot on this uh, podcast before, but does Jeremiah Larson lead the Wildcats to a Big Sky Conference Championship and a trip to the NCAA tournament in volleyball this spring? Oh, I, I do like the way that that is. I, you know, I used to work on the, I used to do live games when I was in the Masters of Communication program. And uh, there are some old, old banners from bygone eras of women's volleyball. And it would be great to see some new banners hanging in in the Swenson gym, Waldo's Magic 8-Ball says, yes, definitely. So, unequivocally, the Magic 8-Ball feels confident about that one. It's fate now. So, All right, Kobe. It's basically, it's basically fate now. So, let's go back to Chappie, and uh, let's get another prediction for the future. When the schedule is released for spring football, is Weber State going to be playing Montana this year? Now, everybody will remember the fall schedule. Montana was not on there, and it was a little bit of a bummer. Montana State was. But they're revising the schedule, so everything is uh, up for grabs. So, Magic 8-Ball, are we going to be playing Montana in football this spring? Interesting. Uh, I thought a little bit about this after our interview last week with Matt Brown, where he talked about the need for schools to contain the costs of travel. And I thought with that, we may see a potential switch in the schedule that we had previously before the fall season was canceled fewer trips to California, maybe more trips to the Intermountain West. And with that, you know, that might mean a trip either to Missoula or the folks up in Missoula coming down to Ogden because it's just much closer than almost any other school nearby. Waldo's Magic 8 Paul says, without a doubt. So looks like we we are getting the Grizz back in Ogden. And uh, I like the way that went last time. So let's run it back. Let's bring it. it. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. All right, AC, your turn. Give us another take, then we'll run it through Waldo's Magic 8-Ball. All right, y'all know I love the ladies' basketball team. And Monka Hickok, she dropped 30 points in a game last season. I want to know if she's going to do it multiple times this season. Magic 8-Ball says it is certain. Hey. All right. Love to, hit, love to see it. All right, uh, John King, give us, a, give us another take, and we'll run it through Waldo's Magic 8-Ball. Will Weber State football flip the script and instead of having to travel across the country to Harrisonburg, Virginia, get the JMU Dukes at home in Stewart Stadium for a win in this year's playoffs? That is a good one because I, I like most Wildcat fans, am very tired of losing in Harrisonburg. Well, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's time that they come visit the altitude. I mean, you know, we've, we've gone down to sea level. It's time for them to come out west and, and, and play some thinner air. It's true, and I think it's not something that they usually do, do they? They don't, they don't seem to travel west very far. Not normally, no. They, they, I mean, the CAA is pretty much, you know, on the East Coast, and then I think the farthest west that they've traveled in recent years has been when they went to, in the year they won the national championship, they went to the Fargo Dome, I believe, to um, uh, uh, in the semifinals to go to the championship game. Wow. That's a tall order. Winning in the Fargo Dome. Not nothing. Waldo's Magic 8-Ball says to the Dukes coming to Ogden for a playoff game, yes, definitely. Okay. 
So a little purple on purple action in Stewart Stadium. You like to see it. All right, guys. Well, uh, really appreciate your takes for Waldo's Magic Eight Ball. That was a good session. Uh, a lot of a lot of things to like in that session. I think. Oh, uh, producer says one more round. So uh, let's go one more round. Let's do it one more time. Chappie, you got one more take for us? Yeah, and it might be the hottest one of the night. Okay, now it's getting spicy. Big sky right. after dark. Let's do this. Big sky after dark. We've, we've taken everything off. We're, we're, we're here. Will Jay Hill be the football coach next fall here? Will Jay Hill be the head football coach? I mean, obviously, I would love to see that. Um, I actually thought about this exact thing today when I was I got home from work and I went to my kitchen and for some reason it popped into my head. Uh, man, it would be a sad day to see. The sad, it's going to be the saddest of days when we finally get the announcement that Jay Hill has moved on and will no longer be the head coach at Weber State football. So we're going to run it through and we're going to shake the magic eight ball. The answer we get is focus and ask again. So, wow. Magic eight ball oh is going with us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's not, not the answer I want right now. It's not a no, but it's not a yes. And, and, uh, and here's the thing. When, when Jay Hill finally does leave, I genuinely hope that it's, you know, it's not a sad. I, I genuinely hope there's a big send off. I mean, I, I genuinely do hope it's, it's fans realizing that it's like he's graduating to the next level. It's like we're sending somebody, a player to the NFL. It, it should be celebrated and not looked on as, as a negative or sad thing. Sad because we know he's a great coach, but yeah. Smile because it happened, right, Jappy? Smile because, holy crap, we actually win games for the first time in 30 years. Amazing. All right, AC, how about you? Give us one more take for Waldo's Magic 8-Ball. Will Randy Ray be in charge of the basketball team in three years? Okay. Randy Ray, a longtime Weaver State head coach, and like we mentioned earlier, the most, the winningest coach in Big Sky Conference history. Shake the Magic 8-Ball, and it tells us it is decidedly so. So it looks like the Magic 8-Ball knows about contracts. <laughs> so that's what he does. That's what he does in his spare time. His day job is he's a, he's a contract lawyer. Yeah, well, he's definitely reading the fine print here. So finally, John King, one more take for Waldo's Magic 8-Ball. Will the men's basketball team lead the conference in scoring defense this year? Defense. Interesting statistic. Uh, with the additions of guys like Dante Bassett, uh, you have to wonder because a great defensive presence in the paint, something I think that we've lacked. We haven't really had size in a while. And so it's been uh, it's been a little bit tough for the Wildcats getting getting beat up by, you know, some bigger teams, especially team up north in Missoula. Shaking the Waldo's magic eight ball. The answer is yes, definitely. So Magic 8-Ball unequivocally saying, oh, yeah, we're going to have a great defense in Ogden this next season. Looking forward to it. Is this a purple-colored right. Magic 8-Ball, Colby? Uh, These I mean, are some good Waldo's. answers. So definitely a purple Magic 8-Ball. I love it. Yeah, so do I. I mean, a lot of these answers are really good. A couple, uh, couple of little make-me-nervous answers, but overall, I think this is a good session, guys. So good takes. Great Magic 8-Ball. have to make sure I get it back to Waldo tomorrow. And I appreciate you all for that. So we're going to move on to wrap up the show here. Um, unfortunately, unlike last week, there are no events this week on campus because there's no there's no homecoming. So nothing to look forward to this week. But of course, you can always look forward to listening to this great podcast. And where would you find it? Well, 
I'll tell you where you can find it. If you want to interact with us, you can email us at weberstateweekly at gmail.com. You have ideas for segments. You want to be on the show. Hey, send us an email. It's a great way to interact with us and talk to us directly. I personally manage that email account. So if you want to talk to Colby Peterson, this is a good way to do it. Uh, of course, like we mentioned at the top of the show, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Twitter is the best place to chat with our team. Um, we also have a blog at WeberStateWeekly.com. Going to be working on a couple of things for that this week. Uh, been talking a little bit about recruiting and some folks that Weber State has offered. So maybe going to be talking to some of those students and doing write-ups so you can get to know who's on Weber State's radar and what they might bring to the team should they commit to Weber State football. Um, also, if you like we mentioned at the top of the show, if you haven't already, please uh, subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're getting the show. Uh, really helps us out, helps to boost the show in the rankings, and helps us find our way into the ears of more Wildcat fans. So with that, we really appreciate you all for listening to Weaver State Weekly this this week. Had a great opportunity to chat with Devin Cooley, and uh, we look forward to hopefully chatting with another Weber State standout in the, in the coming week. So until then, I'll say Weber State, Weber State. Great. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah.